0: So as a teenager in rural South Carolina, there's not a lot of things to do during the day, much less at night. Due to this, a lot of the things we got into were outdoor activities, like the stereotypical hunting and fishing. But on this particular weekend, me and a friend, we'll call him Joey, we're staying at our other friend's grandparents' farm, we'll call this buddy Bill so bill joey and i decided that this particular night would be a fun one to go out and shoot some raccoons so we had out around 1am we were all prepared and we were armed for the area we were in is heavily populated by wild hogs and the last thing we wanted was to run into some big ass pissed off mama pig with only one of us having a gun i was lucky enough to have a flashlight mounted on my rifle but after spending a few hours with no good luck trying to find raccoons, we decided to call it a night and walked a half mile back to the house. Now the field we were in is surrounded by an irrigation ditch, a deep irrigation ditch, roughly six to almost seven feet deep. We are walking towards a makeshift bridge on one side of the field when we suddenly hear a loud branch snap to our right. Joey turns and lights the area up with his flashlight, and there it stood. In the irrigation ditch. Something with rounded shoulders, hair blacker than a coal miner's ass crack, and eyes the size of eight balls, glowing fire red in the light. Its shoulders sat up at least six inches above the ditch, and its head was at least a foot above it. We all gave a collective vibe of shitting our pants and wondering what the fuck that thing was. Joey yelled at it, but it just held its spot. And that's when Bill let a load of birdshot out of his 12 gauge at it. Now we were roughly 50 yards from it, and I know for a fact that birdshot, it would just sting like hell at that range on a human at best. So I know this thing probably didn't even feel it. But whatever it was, it decided and didn't enjoy it, and it turned around and put a fucking colossal hand on the edge of the ditch and vaulted out of it. That should tell you something. It vaulted a six foot ditch like someone will vault a chain link fence. We ran faster than our minds could process what had just happened and we kept our mouth shut and spoke to nobody that night. The next morning, we decided to go look at the area in the daylight, hoping to find some tracks or evidence, but we didn't. All we found was a troy of broken off 6 inch thick tree limbs. Not 6 inch in diameter, but 6 inches thick. It looked like someone broke them off with a sledgehammer. We never went back into those woods after that night, and to be honest, I don't think we never will. And I'm not, and I'm just. <laughs> <sighs> 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 and then <laughs> I'm. God, <laughs> <right>? No, <laughs> Wait
1: wait! I have something for him. Boom!
0: He get shot down.
1: Now you just fucking. Me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong.
0: Welcome everybody, we are the Weird History, Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host today, Moses Soria, and with me as always to my left is my brother Josh. Yo! Sitting to his right is Achi. Yeah. And then sitting to his right, we have a special guest that we've had before on one of our older episodes. I think it was our witches episode. Yeah. We have uh, Achi's beautiful girlfriend, Sonia.
2: Hello everyone.
0: And that story you heard is one of our listeners, Clay Coleman, who's, I'm assuming it's, the skunk ape. The big, what? It's a skunk ape. It's a variation of the Bigfoot uh, monster creature, whatever you want to call it. There's a, you know, there's the bomb of the snowman, and there's yeah. Bigfoot, and there's the skunk ape.
2: Wait, they're all part of the Bigfoot flam- uh, family?
0: Part of the, yes, yeah, part of that whole clan thing.
2: Oh, damn. Dude,
0: but fuck that. This guy had the balls to go shoot back. It. Well, that, yeah, to shoot it. They ran away, and then they came back to see what the fuck was up. I'm not surprised, though, because this dude's in the military. He did a couple Afghan tours. Yeah. So shout out to Clay. Thank you for that story.
3: That was a dope ass story. Dude, fuck. I, I could I <laughs> perfectly son of a bitch. picture that.
0: Fuck that, you brave asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, happy Halloween, everybody.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to keep up with the theme of today, Halloween, which is going to be telling just shooting the shit and telling horror stories. List our personal ghost stories. Listener ghost stories, and you just heard one now from Clay Coleman, and things of that nature. And one of the things I wanted to start off with is give you a little background on today's holiday, which is Halloween. So Halloween is an annual holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. It originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, but it's pronounced Sawin, and people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later eventually Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, donning costumes, and eating sweet treats. At Samhain, time lost all meaning and the past Present and future were one. The dead and the denizens of the other world walked among the living. It was a time of fairies, ghosts, demons, and witches. Winter itself was the season of ghosts, and Saween is the night of the release from the underworld. Many people lit bonfires to keep the evil spirits at bay. Often a torch was lit and carried around the boundaries of the home and farm to protect the property and residence against the spirits throughout the winter. So the ancient Celtics celebrated the New Year on November 1st, this day marked the end of summer and the end of harvest and was also the beginning of the dark cold winter, a time of the year that was often associated with death. So on October 31st they would gather all their animals from the summer grasslands and bring them down and slaughter them for the brutal winters. The Celts believed that on the night before the New Year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. They celebrated Samhain when they believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. The Celts thought the presence of other spirits made it easier for their druids, which were basically like their own Celtic priests, to make predictions about their future a lot easier. Many of, the tra- many of the traditions derived from a time of prophecies, of performing rites of protection from the dead and otherworldly spirits. They would circle the tribal Samhain bonfire with the skulls of their ancestors who would turn in who would in turn protect them from demons that night? So, the druids with their second sight would prick an egg and let the contents drip into a glass of clear water. The druid would then read the shape and predict the person's future. When the celebration was over, they would, rel- they would relight their hearth fires from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. So, that's how Halloween started. It was an old Celtic festival it signaled the beginning of a new year. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the scariest times for them because this is winter. This is back in the day. There were no heaters. (laughs) There was was no heaters. (laughs) It was just basically you... And animals hibernated and all, you know? So it was like winter was literally known as the time of death. Damn. But by 43 AD, the Romans came through fucking shit up for the Celtics. The Romans made the Celtics... Well, they enslaved Celtics for about 400 years. And in those 400 years... Two Roman festivals were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in which the Romans would traditionally celebrate the passing of their dead, and the second was a day to honor Pomona, the goddess of fruits and trees. And the symbol for, of Pomona is the apple and this might explain the tradition of bopping for apples that we associate Halloween with. Oh, another cool fact about apples is that apples were the fruit of the other world a land sometimes called Avalon. They are often used for magic and fortune-telling. For example, a young woman would peel an apple all in one pairing and throw it over her shoulder on Sawin Eve. The peeling would take the shape of the first initial of the man she would then marry.
2: What?
0: Yeah, and if that wasn't, if that wasn't crazy enough, eating an apple in front of a mirror while combing your hair will conjure your true love's image in the mirror.
2: Fuck that, some bitch is going to pull me into the mirror.
0: <laughs>
1: Get over bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sallween is also the night of the great Sabbath for witches. On Hollow Mass, all the witches of Scotland gather together to, se- gather together to celebrate, prophesy, and cast their spells. Tradition has it that on this night, they can be seen flying through the air on broomsticks and eggshells. Or riding black cats, ravens, or horses on their wild hollow mass ride. The rural people did not dare step outside their doors for fear of this night. Some say the Queen of Witches is the Irish Morrigan, also called Morgan Le Fay. In other traditions, the blue faced hag of winter rules this night. Fairies migrated from the summer hillocks to the winter barrels on Soway night. So if you had family or family members that were captured by fairies that year, this was the one night you could win them back. Be snatching them off the fairy mounts as they roll by. The famous Scottish legend Tamleen is the story of a faithful young maiden that rescued her lover from the fairies
1: on this fateful night. You guys think during that night, the witches, the hollow mass, going back to that, you think they ever rode their brooms drunk? Probably. completely fucked up. I'm like, oh, there goes this bitch again getting drunk.
2: Me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there goes Helga again yeah. riding drunk.
0: <clears throat> oh, I assume, so right? Right?
2: Because if they're celebrating, right? They had to be drunk. That's probably how we know about them.
0: That's
1: f- big mouth. <laughs> Goddamn Sabrina.
3: They probably just get so drunk they think they're flying, bro.
1: They're just (laughs) walking around with the fucking brooms under the fucking legs.
0: Sabrina the Drunk Witch.
1: (laughs) I would uh, watch that show. Yeah, I'd be down. I would watch it. Now, these stories that you're about to listen to are told by my mother. And these stories are about her experiences with the abnormal. After listening to these, I will translate them. And paraphrase them for you all.
4: Hace unas semanas atrás, este por la noche me quedo en el cuarto de mi hija. está hasta que ella duerme. Y cuando me fui de mi cuarto a mi recámara, cuando iba a, a derecho a mi cama. ...sentí que alguien me perseguía... ...y alcancé a voltear... ...y era una sombra oscura la que me seguía... ...y me subí a mi cama... ...me recosté... ...y me volteé para donde estaba mi esposo... ...pero la sombra se me acercó... ...y me habló... ...la escuché cuando me dice... ...sí, vamos, ándale, sí... ...y en eso... ...no podía hacer más que manotear... ...y hablarle a mi esposo... ...y mi esposo despertó... ...y, y, y la sombra desapareció... ...pero al siguiente día de nuevo estaba en la recámara de mi niña y eran día, los días de verano y tenía la, la puerta de su recámara abierta de la niña y yo estaba volteando con mi cara para el lado del pasillo y vi cuando pasó yo pensé que era mi esposo porque vi la sombra que pasaba para la cocina y dije yo, mi esposo se sintió mal iba a la cocina y vi el, el resplandor de la luz de la cocina pero me sorprendí cuando me quedé escuchando que mi esposo no volteó para dentro de la recámara ni tampoco arrastraba los pies como él a los arrastra en la noche que se levanta con sus chanclas y, y mi esposo tampoco se duerme con ropa oscura lo que hice fue que me levanté y me asomé y la, recama, la puerta de mi recámara estaba cerrada la luz de la cocina apagada, todo estaba apagado Lo único que fue cerrar la puerta de la recámara de mi hija y regresarme a mi recámara.
1: So, a couple of weeks ago, she stayed in my little sister's room until she falls asleep. That's usually her routine. Um after she realized that my little sister was dead asleep, she covered her up and she was on her way back to her room. When suddenly she felt Something was following her Following her She ignored it And c- carried on When she laid herself to bed She saw and felt A tall Slender shadow figure Beside her Standing And it spoke to her It said Let's go yeah Let's go She stated the voice was Strong but not deep Her body froze, and all she could do is just swing her arms and reach for my father. Luckily, she did. My father woke up, and she could move. Now, this story is a two-parter, and the following day, or I should say the following night, uh, she slept again in my little sister's room, as usual. But this was during the summer, so it was hot. And when it's hot, she leaves a door open that leads to the hallway. She was facing the door leading out to this hallway when she suddenly saw what she thought was my dad's shadow. It was tall, but wide, and it was leading towards the kitchen. She stated that, well, sometimes when he feels bad or he has an upset stomach, he'll go to the kitchen and get some medicine for it. Alka-Seltzer I
5: thought
2: we were going to say Tums
1: That too Or Tums And that's when she realized It wasn't my dad Usually when he does pass by He'll turn and look into the bedroom Which he did it And she realized He usually doesn't wear Dark clothing Before going to bed And she also noticed that he wasn't dragging his feet as he usually would with his chanclas, with his sandals. So she got up and she checked and looked into the hallway. She turned to her right to find that the door leading to her room was closed and the kitchen light was off. No one was to be found. Fuck that. And this was two weeks ago what Mm -hmm. now prior to this um this was two weeks ago last week my father went to san diego there was a project in construction so he left and uh usually my mom will wake him up around 4 or 5 a.m and she did she was in the kitchen and my father finally told her yesterday uh, he's usually the type that doesn't believe in these supernatural things supernatural cases but um, he felt like he should tell my mom because she told him about this shadow and it was around 4.30 a.m. she was in the kitchen and he was in and out right during that time when he heard footsteps literally on his side when he turned around to look all he saw was this shadow just Go into the crack where the closet is at, and just disappear. Vanishes just everywhere. vanish into the closet.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, well, thank yeah, <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
1: And usually, my father, he believes my mom. She's been experiencing all these, uh, ex- abnormal experiences, these ghost phenomena, since she was a kid for as long as I've been alive. And it's always a shadow that she sees or feels. Um, There's a lot more stories she has, which I will tell later on in the segment. But that's the first story that you guys listen to.
0: And then another story that my mom would tell me, which was... And I mentioned it in one of our earlier episodes in our Spanish folklore episodes. Where my mom, she... What she describes is having or oh, it's a tale it's a story told by my grandfather my mom's dad and her, her whole side of the family is for the lack of a better word has like they they have like the third eye open they experience good energies and they experience bad energies so from the story she told me of my grandfather he experienced having dealt with el silbon which is the whistling Demon whistling. of
2: uh, oh fuck! Well, man. I don't know
0: what you would call it. This whistling legend, which turns out it's go to our older episodes, go to our old episodes, Spanish folklore, is where we talk about the seedborn. If you want to hear more about it, and she tells me, and she told me, and she would tell me, and she told me the story about one day. Well, my uncles and my grandfather, when they would come from Mexico, they would come from Mexico, stay in L.A., and from L.A. they'll go to Idaho. And that's where, the kids, that's where they were work. They were working in Idaho. And one day, they were asleep. Everyone was asleep, except for my mom, one of her older brothers. And they were talking in the dark. Once suddenly, they hear something hit the roof, like if someone dropped something on the roof. At this point, we were living at my aunt's house, and we slept in a den. So the roof was flat. It wasn't like a regular roof where it was spiked up. It was just yeah. a den, so it was just a flat roof. They heard something, and then something walked. And they kind of stayed quiet for a while. And that thing stayed quiet. That I like they just go to bed. So they went to bed, and the next morning they went on their way to Idaho. So, when they get when they got to Idaho, they started experience all these negative occurrences and negative energies. A lot of the typical shit where it's slamming on the doors, breaking of you know where you would hear breaking of glass, and then you would look and nothing's broken. Cabinets would open, bunch of shit like that. So eventually they're like, "Fuck this!" They went to church, they prayed, they got some holy water, and they started spraying it in their little apartment. Where they were staying at was in the middle of a potato farm because that's what they would work at. I think it was a potato farm. And it's literally, and I'm I'm not bullshitting, maybe it was 15 by 15. Three people shared this room. It's just a salt building, 15 feet by 15 feet. It wasn't that big. It was just big enough where it fits. Two bunk beds. One on the right side of the bed, one on the the right side, one on the left side, and then a small little kitchen. Which is basically just a stove. Uh. That was it. The restroom was like 20 feet away outside. You'd have to go outside and walk like 20 feet away to go use the restroom and the restroom was just like this little shack. Dang. That's the kind of situation they lived in. And the, and the house that was nearest to them was I don't know like half a mile like it was far as far. half a mile away. I mean you can see it's a big house but yeah. because it's empty. Oh no. Half a mile is too long. Maybe a few hundred feet. Okay. But still. So after the sprayed all this holy water the thing stopped inside the house every day at night for the longest times, for the longest of time this thing would start banging on the walls no one was around Nothing, there was no stores at night there was no lights because there was no building except for the house in front and those people were rich so they would just vacation somewhere else Yeah. so there was nobody that could have been there and for the longest, they would hear these banging on the walls. And if that wasn't scary enough, in the dead of night, this thing would start whistling at them through their windows. <laughs> it would start whistling to them. And my grandfather always thought he would, he whistled at them to let them know that it arrived.
5: Oh God! Damn, I just got the chills. Woo!
3: Speaking of Spanish folklore, uh, so I was talking to my mom earlier this week, because just my mom's side of the family has so many experiences, and one of the popular occurrences or appearances that they have is the appearance of the devil, or like formations of the devil. Like that, that's just like a thing. They don't see
0: demons, they don't see shadows, they they see the the, demon king himself. They see the big dick, like the big devil (laughs) dick, like that's the one they fuck with.
3: Exactly And so The story goes like this My mom's uncle Was known as a very flirtatious man Especially when he gets drunk Okay And so one day he was hanging out You know by the riverbank Where he spots a very beautiful woman Walking over the bridge Crossing the river He calls out Hey Hey baby What are you doing around here? He gets no answer Hey Did you hear me? Still, no response. And so the obvious response to any ho after this is obviously follow the chick and make her feel even more uncomfortable, of course. Of course. Well, that's what my uncle did. He went and followed this chick and hoped to get a reward for following her. Like, that's gonna work. (laughs) Well, he starts his journey of following this lady up and over the bridge. The trail then starts to elevate up into the rolling hills. Every once in a while, Mom's uncle would call the girl and still no response. He follows up until they arrive near a small house on the very top of the hill. Before he makes his final cat call, the woman turns around and she was everything but beautiful. Her face was absolutely petrifying. It was so horrid that he knew that the woman was actually the devil in disguise. Her laugh was something not of this world. The kind of laugh that you can never forget. My mom's uncle obviously sobered the fuck out and ran his ass back home. And you best believe this is the last time that my mom's uncle was a slutty, desperate hooligan. (laughs) The devil cured his misogyny. (laughs) There is another one I think we talked about in the Spanish folklore one or it might have been in uh, your previous podcast, The Keepers of the Filth, mm-hmm. where it was my grandma that she was hanging out with este, her sister over in the center of the town and they they would hang out in this, this boulder and that boulder was known as a place where people just, they'd cheese me out, you know, where all the comoders just hang out, talk to little drama and all that stuff. But that place is also known where, you know, People will be walking by get the center of the park. And so they're looking to you know, see see some some handsome men strolling on by. And so they find one, they find a Katrin dressed all in red. Completely red velvet. It was YG. It was YG. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he's walking and then my my grandma and her sister they start whistling at him. They're like, Oh El Katrin like, you know. But what they noticed is that, you know how over in Mexico, most of the roads are, you know, stone? Yeah. They're not paved. And so he was wearing boots, type of boots that you know would make a sound. Oh. And so he was walking. Not making a noise. He heard absolutely nothing. He was light on his feet, bro. He was <laughs> a <dancer. laughs> Ninja, And then my, my grandma sister was like, Ay, wey, this es is a pinche diablo. And... You know, that's the devil. And so, before they left to go, you know, find, you know, hang go call some dudes, my grandma's mom, my great-grandma, she told them, you guys better not be hanging out on that boulder, or else, you know, so the, you know the devil's going to be coming out at you. And so that happened. Damn. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, you know, my just <coughs> My mom's part of the family. The, the devil, is, they know us very well. He knows us very well.
0: So the moral of the story is don't catcall because who knows that the next person trying to catcall might be the devil. Hey. <laughs> hey. So this next story you're about to hear is another submission story with the spooky twist being that the author wants to stay anonymous. The story is a frightening experience while working in the medical field, a field that is no stranger to secrecy and confidentiality, and a field with an endless supply of nightmare fuel. A few years back, I was training at a coroner's office with coworkers. I didn't know much about the human body and no one told me about the physical possibilities that could happen once a person dies. I was fairly new when learning to suture skin closed after incisions were made on extremities like the arm. It was my first time suturing on one arm from the top of the shoulder to the wrist. Muscle and bone were exposed and I was trying my best to make the arm look somewhat put together again. I always had this voice in the back of my head asking, what if this person wakes up right now? What would happen? And of course, in that moment, I started really thinking about that. By this point, I had made my way down to the wrist and tendons from inside of the arms were exposed. The last thing I wanted was to close up this incision with their tendons popping out. So I tried pushing them down inside of the arm. I give the tendons a little tug to straighten them out, and as I push them down, the next thing I noticed was this person's fingers brushing against my arm. I started freaking the fuck out because I know for a fact that their fingers were moving. So I screamed and my co-workers all jumped and asked me what the fuck was going on. I told them that this person's fingers were moving and brushed up on my arm. They all started laughing at me and one of my co-workers came over to my side, grabbed one of the tendons that were inside the wrist and started tugging on it to show me how the fingers were moving. I was completely shaken by this because I really thought this person was waking up or coming back to life, but at least in the end, it gave my co-workers a good laugh. And me, a good story to tell. By the way, thank you guys so much for making this podcast happen. I love listening in and learning something new with every episode.
1: That's thank dope. you, Miss
0: Anonymous. That's
1: dope. That
0: is fucking. Oh. Sc- that's everyone's <laughs> worst nightmare. Trying to dealing with the dead and have the dead start brushing your f- its fingertips or brushing your arm
2: the cabrón.
3: The dead's like, phalange.
2: Just, right. no, but really just imagine that you're chilling, try to keep your cool and you feel some shit brush up against you. I would have ran out.
3: Imagine the dead's like, it's okay, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it.
0: <laughs> if you all look around, we see people in costumes. We see people giving out candies. One of the things that's always that I've always asked myself was, why did we start carving pumpkins and placing candles in them? I was one of the jack-o'-lantern. Where did this come from? So the term jack-o'-lantern has been used in American English to describe a lantern made from a hollowed-out pumpkin since the 19th century. But the term originated in seventh in the. But the term originated in 17th century Britain, where it was used to refer to a man with a lantern or to a night watchman. At that time, the British often called men who, whose names they didn't know by calling by a common name like Jack. Kind of like here in America, we call someone Jane Doe or John Doe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then it was just Jack. Jack. Thus, an unknown man carrying the lantern was sometimes called Jack with a lantern or Jack of the Lantern. So we know where jack-o'-lanterns come from. What's less certain is how the name came to be applied to a hollowed out pumpkin. At the same time, jack-o'-lantern was applied to another kind of light. The flame-like phosphorescence caused by gases from decaying plants in marshy areas, also known as foolish fire or the will-o'-wisp, it's easy to grasp how people might have associated the natural phenomenon to flickering distant lanterns held by Jack. However, the connection of Jack-o'-lantern to a carved-lit pumpkin is not as clear. One theory begins by associating the illumination of a hollowed-out pumpkin with a Celtic pagan practice in which turnips or other root vegetables were hollowed out, carved with grotesque faces, and then illuminated by coal, wooden embers, or candles as a way to ward off evil spirits. The custom was carried on by Christmas during the feast of All Hollows Eve, the evening before All Saints or All Hollows. It is likely that immigrants brought this custom to America and find it turnips kind of hard to find, used the native pumpkin instead. However, that only explains the carving and illuminating of pumpkins. It does not shed light on how the term jack o' lantern began to be applied to the pumpkin. The argument might be made that the immigrants drew a connection between the glow of the pumpkins to the Ignis Fatus back home, which is the will-o'-wisp. Another theory is that the use of jack-o'-lantern from a pumpkin lantern originated in a story from Irish folklore. There are many versions of the story, but they all tend to center on a man named Jack, the devil, and a lit turnip. So here, ladies and gentlemen, is the legend of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack was a miserable old drunk who loved playing tricks on anyone and everyone. One dark Halloween night, Jack ran into the devil himself in a local pub. Jack tricked the devil by offering a soul in exchange for one last drink. The devil quickly turned himself into a coin to pay the bartender but Jack immediately snatched the coin and deposited it into his pocket, placing it next to a silver cross that he was carrying. Thus, the Devil could not change himself back, and Jack refused to allow the Devil to go free, until the Devil had promised not to claim Jack's soul for 10 years. The Devil agreed, and 10 years later, Jack again came across the Devil while out walking on a country road. The devil tried collecting what he was due, but Jack, thinking quickly, said, I'll go, but before I do, will you get me an apple from that tree? The devil, thinking he had nothing to lose, jumped up into the tree to retrieve an apple. As soon as he did. Jack placed the crosses all around the trunk of the tree, thus trapping the devil once again. This time, Jack made the devil promise that he would not take his soul when he finally died. Seeing no way around his predicament, the devil grudgingly agreed. When Stingy Jack eventually passed away several years later, he went to the gates of heaven but was refused entrance because of his life of drinking and because he had been so tight-fisted and deceitful. So Jack then went down to hell to see the devil and find out whether it was possible to gain entrance into the depths of hell. But the devil kept the promise that he had made to Jack years earlier and would not let him enter. But where can I go? asked Jack. Back to where you came from replied the devil. The way back was windy and very dark. Stingy Jack pleaded with the devil to at least provide him with a light to help find his way. The devil, as a final gesture, tossed Jack and Ember straight from the fires of hell. Jack placed the Ember in a hollowed-out turnip, one of Jack's favorite foods which he always carried around with him whenever he could steal one. And from that day forward, Stingy Jack has been doomed to roam the earth without a resting place and with only his lit turnip, to light the way in the darkness. So this guy Jack fucked with the devil so hard that the devil told him to go fuck himself and gave him a piece of hellish fire to roam the earth forever instead of letting them into hell. And that's one of the Irish origins of the jack-o'-lantern. But a more compelling theory is that the application of jack-o'-lantern to a hollowed-out carved pumpkin originated in nighttime pumpkin pranks. In 19th century America, the pumpkin was readily available to young young pranksters who knew that a grotesque face would be carved into its hollowed-out body and that if it were lit up, it could be used to frighten unwary people at night. Eventually people began referring to the pumpkin in the prank as a jack-o-lantern because of its similar flickering glowing appearance when lit to the jack-o-lantern lights seen in marshy areas. The leap from the prank pumpkin to the marsh lights is speculative, but it is reasonable to believe that Americans were aware of the will-o-wisp. Through scientific articles and newspapers and magazines. Through stories about Britain. Dude has
1: balls. (laughs) Fucking with the devil. Not once. But how many times? Twice.
2: Twice. And getting kicked out of hell. That was a pleb. Actually, no. Not even getting kicked out. Just not being allowed to even go in.
1: It's a win-win. Or a win-loss.
0: I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. Did he want to go to hell? Well, he died. And he went to heaven. And God's like, nah, you play too much. <laughs> and then he went to hell. And Devil's like, nah, man, I I'm, I kept my you play too much. You play me, motherfucker. So he's like, what the, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? Devil's was like, I don't care. Well, can I just get some fire? He's like, yeah. And he flicked him. <laughs> he flicked him some hellfire.
3: you a fucking booger.
0: And he grabbed the turnip and threw the hellfire in there and just roamed earth.
5: Damn. Damn.
3: More of the story. Don't play too much. Don't fuck with the devil. Don't fuck with the devil.
4: hace años compró una muñeca en el estado de México, pero pero la muñeca la mitad de su cuerpo estaba hecha de, de trapo. Y, ...y me encantó esa muñeca... ...porque hacía muchas muecas... ...cerraba el ojo... ...tenía dientes... ...se reía... ...le, le movía una, una manita... ...y la muñeca hacía muchos gestos con su cara... ...y me encantaba... ...pero yo la subí a un cortinero... ...y ahí la tenía metida... ...como sus pies eran de trapo... ...ahí se colgaba... ...y, uno, y un día... A, ...eran las 12 de la noche... ...cuando se escuchaba que lloraba mucho un niño... ...y yo no sabía dónde era... Ya era la medianoche y salí a ver be- a, a la sala, a la cocina, a ver dónde lloraba ese bebé. Pero no, me regresé al cuarto y allí se escuchaba que lloraba el bebé. Cuando de repente algo sentí y volteé para arriba para ver la muñeca y la muñeca estaba colgando de una pata, se iba a caer. Lo que hice fue que le dije, ah, eres tú la que lloraba, la, la volví a acomodar y la volví a poner en su lugar y paró el bebé de llorar.
1: In this story, it happened so many years ago. Uh, she bought a rag doll when she was back in Mexico. It was a mixture of her. The body of the doll was all the texture of a rag doll, but her head was more as your standard plastic. Oh, i oh. Okay, so, it, yeah, it, it was weird. It's like half plush, half doll. Yeah. yeah. And she liked it because it could do different things. Isms. You can say it could blink. It can move her arms. It had teeth. And It had it could, teeth. Well, plastic teeth. Oh. But it had teeth. And it, it had teeth. And it could laugh. When you move its arms, it will change its facial expressions. You're the,
0: ow! 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 ow, <laughs> ow, 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 ow you are in the
5: back?
1: <laughs> and this is where it gets, well, creepy. One night, she hears a cry of a baby she found it strange because she was the only one that could hear this cry of the baby she got up to check to see where this crying was coming from and she realized it was coming from the area where she hung the doll where she placed it and when she saw the doll the doll was hanging off of one foot from where she was placed she got closer and closer and she realized the crying was coming from this doll. She didn't freak out. She realized that the baby or this doll was crying because she was falling. So she placed it back to its original position and the crying stopped.
2: What? Yeah.
3: That reminds me of Black Mirror so much.
1: Which is creepy because I remember this doll. I remember this fucking doll. I know doll. you remember this doll. Well,
2: you guys saw the doll?
1: My mama got rid
0: of it not so long
1: ago. Maybe it's, what? It still so
2: existed? It's,
1: it's, it's not. It's it's still in the storage where we had. What? Where yeah. We have all that stuff. Yes. It, so we have a storage f- here. seven
0: years? It hasn't been in the house, maybe?
1: More. More, dude. Ever since we moved out from that from one Linden? spot. Yeah. Oh. We've been up here for up there seven years. Yeah. And then here, an extra six years, five years. It's been easily fifteen years, and uh, I clearly remember this doll. And it was weird. I never heard the cry, but it's it's always my mom who attracts and sees and hears these 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 experiences. And uh, it's crazy because I could clearly remember the the look of that fucking doll and the crazy part is that she'll she'll have it again we live like in garages so it's a very small fucking place but there's like a little space of window where the moonlight will hit and i remember my mom will place that doll there from time to time where you can see it looks like the doll was looking out to the window up to the moon and i clearly enjoying remember that image. the view yeah just enjoying the view And then hearing years later, hearing the story is like, fuck, that shit was.
2: Nah, your mom didn't place it there. It requested to be there.
1: Uh, That's some Annabelle (laughs) shit, bro. Right? (laughs) I don't know.
0: But that's that story. My mom had a thing for fucking porcelain
1: dolls. I can't stand No. She has a whole collection. Oh, she gave most of them away. Oh, she gave them away. Most to Mexico. Do you guys Definitely. know the
2: origin of like porcelain dolls? I do not. Really? I don't
1: give a shit about dolls. They scared to the out
2: of them. It's pretty creepy. Like you guys should look into it. It's really interesting. I'm My fourth you grade know. teacher oh. told us the story. Y-
1: Your who teacher?
2: My fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Hersberg. Well, at least I remember her telling us. If not, well, I learned about it in the fourth grade. She's so scary. It was a
0: porcelain doll you had that was telling you the origin of her. Probably.
2: Oh.
1: So this is how No, it I had started. a
2: really shitty experience with the porcelain doll, so I don't fuck with them. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, right now is the perfect time to tell us.
2: Well, okay, so.
0: like the porcelain doll beat the shit out of me?
2: <laughs> Took my candy. At, at night. Call me bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at night, it will fill up a pillowcase with all her porcelain
1: shoes and beat me with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck.
1: True. She, she's like, you're my plaything now, bitch.
2: Ugh. <laughs> oh. I honestly I I would prefer that over what happened. So, my cousins, um, they used to live in this house in Pico Rivera, but like the houses on that street were really creepy because the way they were built is, you know how we have the um what is it called the los puentes que tenemos the riverbed. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if it was maybe a riverbed before, but what was left of it was just a ditch that went just fucking like six feet just going down mm-hmm. and at the end of it which is where my cousin lived you know a few houses before the end is the big ass fucking circle that was so big leading to the sewer that you can walk in and there was still like footage above us and we used to say you know la llorona gonna come out for us right so we were bored at a um birthday party and we decided you know all the kids like the big kids all oh, like let's play hide and go and seek in the dark and the way the rooms were um my cousin Jessica's room was connected to her mother's room. So her, it was her room. And in order to walk out into the house, you would have to walk through her parents' room and then you would get to the rest of the house. So we decided we'll close, you know, the door leading to the house. So we have two whole rooms to play in, right? You know, thinking, oh my God, we have the space. So we're all hiding in the darkness and we hear some kid laugh. And we get really freaked out because we're like, well, who the fuck is that? Like, That's none of us. So, my my cousin Junior, he runs up and turns on the light, and we all just get up and we're like standing, looking at each other, like,
1: was it you? Okay, like was was it you? Was it you?
2: And I was like crying because the 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 laughing came from behind me, which is where the doll was. I it it was like I couldn't stop crying like my like the that night i slept with my parents and we had to have the light on and ever since then like they they couldn't even have the doll in the house anymore so my uncle had built this like one bedroom just room that was like a playroom for us outside and we would keep the doll in there and it wasn't until i don't know maybe like six years ago when they decided okay like fuck this bitch so they threw her into the sewer, the sewer? thing yeah Damn. like uh
0: that's how the llorona was released <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> have
0: you have you guys seen the trailer for the llorona
2: no it looks all
0: right fuck that Wait, movie
2: there's a new one coming out again
0: Wait, there's one that's coming out in theaters a new in one. theaters yeah it looks like so stupid the Yorona it's in the LA River. Like, suck my dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> LA
0: River? Like, suck my and it's haunting two white what's kids. That, what, what, what's that word called? Gentrification. There you go, that's they what's gentrified what's the gentrified the Yorona. Yeah. Like, they put her in the LA River haunting <laughs> these two white kids, and she has psychic powers for whatever reason. That's it's, so She has st- fucking telekinesis. That's so stupid. What?
3: Yeah. Cause in the trailers these two kids and there's you know, the, the little boy sees uh, the Yorona, and so he fucking runs. And I don't know if I remember seeing it properly, but he it looks like a he car. was he looked like he was surrounded by people, and so he ran to a car that's like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Instead of like being hidden with a- around all these adults and people, and so it's him and his sister, and they're trapped. They're in the car, and they're just like, "All right, cool, we're safe." Yeah. And, the- and then all of a sudden, a freaking win- one of the windows starts rolling down. Oh hell and So he no. goes, motherfucker, goes running. Look, it runs and holds and the, it. Holds it.
0: Holds the right door, and then the left door unlocks, and he goes to the oh, left door, and pushes yeah. it down. No, I was no. like, "When the fuck do you run? I get psychic powers?" It looks they. Look st- they- Fuck that whole movie. up.
3: And then Aurora's wearing like a fanny pack and some fucking. A <laughs> fanny pack? Oh,
5: I
2: was like, what? <laughs> she's <laughs> so down
0: watching that. But she looks like she's in a wedding dress, which is another stupid thing. She so has a
2: wedding a dress with the fanny pack.
0: No, no, he's, no, he's uh, fucking uh, around uh, with the fanny oh. pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it look hipster this But she has like a veil covering her face. Like yeah. the like what the, f- like what? What the fuck. Yeah. But the thing that pissed me off is like she's in the LA River, bro. <laughs> that's <is laughs> f- yeah, like what
3: yeah. The fuck.
2: Totally true.
3: Cause that's where it originated from. Bro, like, buddy.
0: why? That's like,
2: yes, yeah, it's called La Yorona, but it's in the LA. That's River. like
0: someone making a Jack the Ripper movie in Texas. Like,
2: making <laughs> <laughs>
3: sense? Holiday <laughs> partner.
0: Like, that's stupid. God damn it! Go out, you
3: come bad. here often. About to uh fuck you real quick. Imagine Jack
0: the Ripper with a Southern Texas accent.
3: So, uh, my girlfriend actually introduced me to a really, really awesome sh- kind of YouTube channel called Llama Art. Oh, there you go! Shout out to her cousin. But um, called Llama Art, and it's really, really cool because Llama Art has this kind of separate segment where they have his his listeners send him stories, and he animates the story that they sent. And I think we probably saw this one, Josh, but this. Was by far one of my all-time favorite ones and it's about a pizza delivery and so shout out to Lamar. Art first of all y'all should check that out because it has some really 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 cool stories and just the, the animations just really bring the story to life and so this is the pizza delivery um Lamar Art story I was out doing a delivery one late night. It was probably the longest drive I've ever taken a pizza delivery. From the pizza place I worked at, it was a 20 minute drive, which isn't too crazy where I or out where I live. Plus, they ordered four large pies, so I figured it was a party and I would get a much bigger tip. Navigating the dirt roads at night was always annoying though. I pulled up to the given address. It was some old sketchy building literally in the middle of the forest clearing. There were no parks anywhere or cars parked anywhere or lights on. I put my car in park called my boss. I asked him to reread the address at least three times to make sure that I typed it in right but that checked out. I could tell he was in a bitchy mood. He told me to at least knock on the door and check it out. He would normally get mad if we took back one pie but I was afraid of what he would do if I brought back four. I was insanely unnerved. I got out anyway and forced myself out to the front door of the building. There was no doorbell, so I just knocked really hard. I heard nothing, and I really didn't expect to hear anything. I was extremely disappointed not because nobody answered the door, but because I was realizing that all this was a waste of time and gas. I knocked one more time out of desperation and then I began to hear some rustling noises from inside the building. I knocked again and yelled that I was a pizza guy. Now there's silence. I felt a bit more uncomfortable than before, but before I could turn around, I noticed something at the window. There was someone looking through the window. I couldn't tell it was a man or a woman, all I noticed were their eyes and their eyes were open wider than I knew was possible. Staring intently at me, I was disturbed enough by this and dropped the pizzas and ran back to the car. The shitty thing wouldn't start until running the key for a third time. Finally drove off and ran back into the dirt road, but I felt the car rocking about, shaking and bumping. Something wasn't right. I didn't make it far from the building before I started hearing a sharp scraping sound coming from the outside. There was so much resistance that I can't even drive anymore. The, the car came to a stop. I got out of the car to check what the hell was wrong. A chill ran out my spine as I began to feel that my heart was con- constantly skipping beats. My tires had been slashed and have completely fallen off the rim. But not just a front throw. All four tires were slashed. I realized that somebody did this when I was knocking on the door to that building. Instead of running, I got back into the car and locked the doors. I was so close to the building I could practically see it from where I was if it weren't for the trees blocking the view. I dialed 911 and explained everything to the operator. She told me that the cops would be over as soon as possible and I had to stay hidden. I asked her if it was advisable to stay in the car or to run and she told me that it would be best to stay in the car with the doors locked. She asked me to stay on the line with her until the cops arrived. My whole body was shaking. In all directions, there was nothing but dark, seemingly endless forest. I knew that it would take forever for the cops to get here. I was so not comfortable with sitting in my car so close to whoever did this. The next part, though, is what utterly destroyed me. It still shakes me to this day, and I hope that nobody has to experience this kind of fear. As I was scanning the windows, making sure nobody was outside, I looked in the rearview mirror. There was the same person. The same person I saw at the window. I could see now that it was a woman. And I could ever so slightly see a smile begin to spread across her face. I opened my door and full-on sprint into the woods, not caring how much noise I made. I ran until I was out of breath which didn't take long and I hid behind a giant log on the ground. I tried to cover my loud breathing with my hand as I waited and waited for what felt like hours. Until I finally heard signs in the distance and gathered up enough stamina and I had left to run all the way back to the direction of the dirt road. Eventually, the glowing red and blue lights came into view. I have never felt better in my life. They were parked in front of my car. I came out yelling at them like a lunatic to help me. I fell to the floor and started to gag, almost throwing up from running so much. Me. They picked me up and began to question me, to which I explained everything to the best of my ability. One of the two cars drove over to the building and two officers began to search the building. They came back with nothing except for a couple of spiky objects. These objects were exactly the same as the ones that were used to slash my tires. The cops guessed that it was some kind of sick, demented couple, seeing that I saw the woman. But unfortunately, they were never found, and this still kills me to this day. I obviously quit my job right after that and started working at a local grocery store. I know that I'll never forget seeing that woman at the back of my car.
0: So when we invited Sonia to join this um to join us today we're planning out how we're going to do the episode and she mentioned that she experienced like her own personal ghost story here at our house
2: quite a Say few what? that I've experienced here So it was not just
3: one
1: it was a few Here in the studio? In the studio?
2: One has happened in the studio, most have happened one happened when I was walking, um, like, through to get, like, to the main house. Yeah. And the other ones have happened inside your house. Like, when I've gone, like, you know, the restroom where, you, like, you go through your parents' room. Like, yeah. like I, I can't do that. Like, I'd rather stay here by myself and use this restroom than to go use the restroom over there. Like, I'm so petrified.
1: Hmm. I'm intrigued. Carry on with your story. Oh, I've seen
2: that man. Oh. <gasps> bro so my first experience though was um i forgot why i had to i think i was gonna go use the restroom and i was walking out here and as soon as i'm getting close to going you know through um, moses's room i hear footsteps coming down the stairs Uh and i immediately think oh fuck like i'm being rude so I, i thought it might be Nat, and then i i like i i like scooted back and i was like oh hey and I look up and there's no one there. And the door wasn't open or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, well, who, like who lives up there? Because like I forgot she moved away. And like it ugh like uh no. Like it, it was so scary. And I was like, Well, I'm never coming back here.
1: She here went. you are here I am. telling your experience <laughs> about that one ghost
2: and i've seen the man that like your your parents talk about
3: yeah yeah
2: in the hallway
3: and that's where it, it mostly the, comes out no? that's where mom's side the shadow. Yeah. yeah the
0: shadow i've yeah.
2: seen him there like when i go to use the restroom like the one that's right here yeah like one time i was just kind of like oh my god I'm like i'm about to fucking piss myself like i need to pee so bad so i'm going and every single time that i see some shit in your house i think it's someone so i'm like fuck i don't want to be rude and i <laughs> turn to say hi and i realize i'm saying hi to someone that might not be there and i saw that i always see like someone in the hallway to the point where i'm not sure if i've been rude to your parents and not said hi because i don't trust myself anymore
0: <laughs> yeah we have uh, our friend chris too he's seen something at, at using my mom's restroom looking down the hallway because, alright, so the way our house. We have a super long hallway. That hallway is creepy. Our whole house is tiled, except for this fucking hallway. And this hallway is wood. So, whenever. So, it there's no reflection. It's super pitch black. And to top it off, when someone walks in it, you can hear it. Yep. You, you hear someone stepping on it. And a lot of times, when you see things, when the people see things, one thing they always notice is you don't hear anything. If you open the door, you hear the door crack, making the wood floor creak. Like, you are going to hear it. So, there's one time we are in our living room. We were watching something. And one of our friends, Chris, he goes using my mom's restroom. My mom has her own personal restroom in her room. So, he crosses through her room to use the restroom. And he, and as he's walking, he hears a loud thump. Like, huge thump. I heard it, too. Like, someone hit something. And I'm staring at Chris. And he, and he turns around and looks at me. And I tell him, oh, it's our washer. A washer does that. It's an old washer, so you, I just bullshit him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I think your dad's here." I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, that's probably it." And he goes to the restroom and he comes back, and then he forgets. You know, then we forget. And then he sits down, like, "All right, he figured it out. It was the it was the washer, and my dad was here." He saw, he saw this big shadow.
3: Yeah,
0: and then we, we kept watching whatever the fuck we were watching, and it wasn't until like an hour later that my parents got here. Oh shit! I just never brought it up to them. He had completely spaced on it. He thought my dad was here. That's why that, that explained the huge shadow he saw yeah. down the hallway, which is right next to my room. Right. I've never experienced shit. I've never seen shit. I've never felt shit. I've never heard shit in this house. But it sounds like I'm the only one that has
3: You
2: don't remember that time.
0: Well, except for that one time Slenderman with the time. Yeah, except for that one story. Slender
2: Man or whatever you call you guys call it?
0: No, we had nothing to do with Slenderman, but we were working. This is, a, this is a while back. We've always been trying to do some stupid shit that never took off. The thing that, this is the most successful thing we've done. <laughs> like the, you know, like do a <laughs> podcast, but we tried doing YouTube series, we ran scripts, we, we've all been in bands and stuff. So this was one time, it was fucking. Fuck! It was long. It was a long time ago. My brother was actually our Slender Man. We have pictures. I'm, I'm going look for them. I'm gonna post them up. Post
3: them up. We have video. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I we have. See them. Yeah, we
0: have videos that we hopped into an elementary school to when film. it's
1: foggy as fuck. Fog. What? And guess who was, it was yeah. in between the bungalows around eleven, twelve at night? I, My night brother. Fog. We're in. You know, we're in the.
2: We're in the hood. We're in the hood, and
1: there's <laughs> this this
0: asshole wearing a white. Like, fucking face... I was just I was just you, totally like, and Slenderman, blood. And uh, we st- we make him hop over the gate. So he's trespassing already. And there's bums and shit. So I'm like, fuck. Or a security guard. A security guard is not going to fuck. Or, like, if, if a security guard's armed, he's not going to... He's, like he's
5: gonna
0: not going to hesitate. Me. He's going he's hey, to shoot. <laughs> shoot. Hey, sir. <laughs> ask
1: questions.
3: Are things. you the good Slender Man are you the bad Slender Man?
0: Yeah, so the, so we were trying to do this seri- these YouTube series. It just never took off. It was too many of us. We looking at so whatever. So we were planning something and we we're sitting and we were sitting outside. And we were talking about we were writing the script, whatever, and then our lights start flickering.
5: Oh it hasn't man. happened
0: since and it hadn't happened before. And everyone's like, Oh shit, we're all freaking out. We're like, oh it's a slender man, yeah. la. We're teaching it. Yeah, we're like, Oh fuck, oh my and it and it did it, we're like, okay, whatever. So then it stopped and we kept bullshitting, whatever. And then you hear a loud thump. Boom! Loud. Everyone Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And we look. It sounds like someone kicked our uh, our washing machine. You know how washing machines are like that weird elastic metal plastic aluminum. Yeah. Thing oh,
2: that. like when it starts spinning down and you hear it go thump thump thump. Yeah,
0: thunk. yeah. Well, well, yeah. So it sounds like someone kicked it, like loud and it echoed. We're we're all like, "What the fuck?" And then we all got up. Yeah. We all got up. I start walking, thinking they're all behind me because we all got up. Nope. <laughs> nope. So we we walk. I open the door and everything's dark. The house is dark. The only light we have is the outside light in our backyard. So I open it and I'm talking, thinking these guys, there's like eight of us. And, and you're the only and one. And I turn around and they're all looking at me like, look at this idiot. dumbass." <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking assholes. They're all just chilling. They're all, they're all looking. I'm like, oh, fuck. So when I open the door, the light from the backyard shines through into the hallway. A washing machine was pushed like four feet, three feet from the wall. And it probably would have gone further if it wasn't for the tubes that were still holding
3: it now, together. And they're extended.
0: It was stretched out. Like so the, it's max. It's max. Like it was so someone threw it. So I'm like, what the fuck? So everyone starts walking in. We turn on the light and my mom comes out. I was like, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's late. La la la. We told her. Hey, didn't you hear You're this? You fucking with my washer? No. Well, hey, stop fucking with the washer. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this shit. So we told her. Hey, didn't you hear anything? She didn't hear it.
3: Yeah, I think it was loud. She didn't it loud.
0: hear it. We heard it. She didn't hear it. I was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "No." Who the fuck is gonna move the washer four
1: feet from the wall
2: in one hit?
1: In one hit. And that's those those. That's a heavy washer. And, yeah. and keep in mind, there were seven to eight of us. Who experienced this so it wasn't just one so of so you it the just one of us to in the group no it we all experienced the whole thing Ugh. starting from the flickering to us teasing oh no it's so funny, funny so moments funny. later
0: we just were like oh shit we turned off and was like yeah we gotta go
3: and then we stopped and we yeah. stopped <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're like all right guys well it's nice talking about this but we i gotta go
2: slender man was like y'all called the fact that i we
3: were like we were
2: I was the only one that walked forward.
3: <laughs> you know why though? Yeah, you, you that that hard movie mentality, bro. I was a white person. So Dumb you white?
1: God <laughs> damn it! Everyone looked at him just like dumbass.
0: <laughs> I thought I was like, oh shit, the whole squad's gonna pull up. Everyone's wh- <laughs> gonna fuck. Everyone gonna fuck whatever's fucking with our Whatever's fucking my washer. I opened the door. You guys are looking at me like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, god damn it!
3: Boys yeah. over here. Like,
0: hey, you want to go check? Dude, I, I was, I'm walking, talking, thinking they're behind me. And, I, and I'm like, and I asked the question. I went up the steps and no one answered. And that's when I turned around. And I turned around when I opened the door. So I'm like, what the f-? Yeah, I was like, who the, the fuck's he talking to? The door's open. And I'm not looking inside. So if it was something, they could have just. They could
2: came at they you. They could have came
0: at me. So I'm, at that point, I'm more mad these assholes are just sitting <laughs> back. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck, I'm already in here.
1: In this story, this happened years ago when my uncles first moved upstairs they wanted to cleanse the house from what we call it a kid's spirit that we used to see upstairs when we lived up there
4: Hace tiempo cuando vino a vivir tu teba y tu tío Toño el niño que miraban que que Ramses lo miraba ahí arriba se se miraba ahí Y, y vino un señor a limpiarles el departamento pero yo subí y cuando el señor empezó a limpiar yo me empecé a sentir mal como si me fuera a desmayar y el señor dijo es ella, es ella y yo no me di cuenta de eso solamente sé que me senté Pero Mary y tú te va, dicen que yo me elevé para arriba así Y el Señor yo no nomás mire cuando el Señor me hace así para sentarme en el sillón Pero si tú te y Mary que yo me levanté ¿Cómo? O sea, estaba yo parada uh-huh. y Cuando yo me empecé a sentir mal el Señor dijo es ella Yo nomás sentí que él me de aquí me sentaba así me sentaba de aquí en el en el sillón Y si tú te que porque yo me estaba levantando así para arriba Como un
1: exorcismo
4: uh-huh, uh-huh. Y el, Pero el señor creo que es un chamán El que andaba aquí Pero, o sea, me dice No, es que es usted, usted es la que Atrae las cosas El señor él, era un me dijo un chamán Un chamán Pero él le limpió a tu tía y dijo que Si sí se lo había llevado, porque hizo muchas cosas ahí y dijo que si sí lo había <coughs> Porque lo miraba Era una señora y un niño Que la señora creo que ahí se había suicidado con el niño, ajá, algo pasó ahí con el niño también, pero ya, ya paro.
1: So, my mom clearly saw my uncle, my aunt, and this man who they hired to cleanse the spirit from upstairs, go upstairs. So she waited for a bit and she was curious and wanted to go check on this experience. When she entered, she started to feel ill. The closer she got to what she later found out was the shaman, uh, she started to faint and go in and out. Immediately, he turned around and he pointed at my mom and said it's her she she didn't realize the whole incident but she felt that she was elevating she was standing up straight and felt like her chest and her body was floating and she clearly remembered the force and the pressure the shaman was pushing her down onto the couch she was confused why but then was later told that my uncles uh, later told by my uncles that she was slightly elevating as if she was getting possessed.
2: Oh, fuck that!
1: So my my both my uncle and my aunt saw this whole thing. Uh, the shaman stated that my mom tends to have a transparent, white, like I don't want to say soul, like but aura. Yeah. Which, attracts, which is which attracts yeah. these these negative yeah. energies
2: that want to take it right, or, or it
0: just kind of uh, kind of uh, imagine like a whiteboard. Her soul, like her R, is like a whiteboard, and all these negative energies are black, so they stick to her, and she feels it, and they stay with her. Mm-hmm. So with enough negative energy, her white R starts turning a little dark. She starts feeling bad. She starts hearing voices. I'm not saying hurt my mom in general, but people, like generally speaking, people with white R's, they start seeing. Seeing things, hearing things, feeling
1: things. Well, they're like
2: walking portals almost. Yeah. yeah.
3: Damn, that's crazy.
1: So that's what she felt. And after this incident, she immediately just went downstairs. And she's, she's like, fuck that. Yeah, she's like, fuck that. Um, hours later, I guess the shaman finished. And after he laughed, the kid was never seen or felt uh-huh. ever again upstairs.
0: Yeah, like... the. Alright, so to paint a, just to paint a better picture. The house we live in, it's a regular three story house. I mean, three story house. <laughs> a regular, regular three story house. Typical. It's a regular three Your bedroom typical. house. We have a garage that's attached to the house, but on top of this garage is a three bedroom apartment. Before we bought the property, we used to live in the upstairs apartment, and then we moved. Then we bought the property and we moved downstairs into the house. I'm gonna post a picture. On Instagram about these staircases that Sonia Uh seen shit. I've I saw something there once when we used to live upstairs. Uh And then to show you, it's a it's a narrow. It's maybe like what four feet wide. Yeah, four maybe maybe four feet, maybe four feet, maybe five feet wide. Four and -hmm. and a half feet wide. How many stairs? Sixteen. It's a lot of fucking stairs. So it's a narrow. staircase going up and it's there's no and it's kind of fucking scary for the longest time we didn't have light awesome. now now we have light and we have a hand railing but before that it was no light and the only light that was there the was, was the moonlight that was coming through the window at the top of the staircase and the door that we would leave open
3: yeah
0: and that was it so when you so when you're going upstairs downstairs you hit the bottom and there's a door to your left which leads into the garage which leads into the studio or a door to the right which leads to the backyard and then outside So for a while, the front house was vacant, and then we used to live upstairs. And when we used to live upstairs, my mom would say, again, I've never heard shit, never seen shit, felt shit, none of that. Except for the one. Except for this one different time, but I'm going to get to that one in a little bit. My mom would not walk into my bedroom. It was always cold. She says it would always be cold. She would always feel uneasy. Every time she would walk down the hallway into my room, she would close my door. Because she felt negative energy coming from my room. I never felt anything. My mom says she's never, my mom's the one who, who would tell me. And then when my uncle and my aunt and my cousin moved in, my cousin got my room and she started hearing shit. She started feeling shit and then, until she just left. So when we used to live upstairs, I was coming back from a show. I used to play in bands. I used to be in a band when I was younger. So we, so we finished playing a show and I'm coming back and I'm not paying attention because I have my guitar. I have my amp head so as i walk into so i walk into the room as i walk into the door i'm going upstairs at this time people were living in the front there was people that were living in the house these people were kind of like i don't want to say druggies but they were like alcoholics you know like they're renting the houses around the time where that right before we bought like the house and the whole property or whatever so i'm going upstairs and i see this man laying on the stairs his el- you could see every. I see to this day. If I close my eyes, I could see the creases of his shirt. His elbow was on the staircase. His hand was re. You know when people are drunk, yeah, and they get comfortable wherever. Forever? Yeah, that's how this. That's how this thing looked. It looked comfortable. His, his. He had worn boots that were not tied. I could see every detail.
2: Major chilling,
0: and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I used. And I turned on my. I had fucking that. Those orange. Phones that had the keyboard at the time. This was before iPhones and Sidekicks. So I opened my phone and I used the light, and there was nothing there.
2: What the oh,
0: fuck? Nothing there. Fuck that. But I, I strictly remember seeing everything. I see the shirt because it was dark and there was moonlight that was coming in. And I think my uncle or my aunt or someone else said that they've seen this same figure too, laying down on these steps. Mm. So now, the light to the step, the light to the steps always stay on. Always stay on.
3: When you tell me if I had any of these experiences personally, I only had one. And I talked about this one. If it's not in one of the previous episodes, it was definitely in that Keepers of the Filth episode about ghosts or ghost stories. This is my only kind of abnormal encounter that I had. It's a little flashback Friday for y'all. So without further ado, my fellow listeners, here's my personal ghost story. If you ask me seven years ago I believe in ghosts, say fuck no. Always heard of other people experiencing the supernatural but I had never seen it personally. And so I always thought that people were just full of shit to be honest. But then on a bright summer afternoon, I had my one and only experience. At that time, my grandmother passed away in Mexico, unfortunately, and I wasn't able to attend her funeral. So my parents and my sister ended up going without me. It was just me, my Winnie dog Rocky, R.I.P., who had the house to ourselves. I don't mind having the house to myself, especially since I didn't really feel alone since my dog was there. He was sleeping on his bed in the living room while I was in my room working on, you know, like my computer desk, probably getting some shit ready for school or correcting my FAFSA or some something to make sure that I have my money for college. When I was just getting ready to click submit. I felt my dog's claws dinging on my legs begging for me to carry him on my lap. When I carried him, I knew that something was off. My dog was shivering like crazy and he refused to look at me or anywhere for that matter. I said, Rocky, what's wrong boy? Almost immediately after saying those words, I heard something move from my living room. This freaked me the fuck out because besides my dog and I, there was no one else in the house. My bedroom door was open, so I peered and was shook by what I saw. The old lazy boy chair that I had at the time was rocking back and forth on its own. All the windows and the doors were closed, so there's no way that a gust of wind could have moved that chair. But even so, there's no fucking way that a breeze can move a giant sack of shit out of a chair like that. It was heavy as fuck. <laughs> to make matters freakier, When I got closer to the chair, the rocking abruptly stopped. Till this day, I have no fucking clue as to how the fuck the chair was able to rock back and forth like that on its own. Since then, my parents have sold that old rocking chair. Sometimes I wonder if it's still rocking away on its own in another home.
0: So before we end the episode... I want Sonia to tell us one of her many ghost stories. Because from, from, from what you have told me, I feel you are in that same category as my mom and her side of the family. where You guys are really sensitive to these kind of things. Yes. My mom, she would walk into a house and she would be like, uh-uh, I don't like this place. This is negative. La, la, la. Yeah. And then people start talking. People are like, oh, yeah, we've seen some shit. We've heard some shit. Mom's like, see, I knew it. And mm-hmm. there's other times when my mom meets people and she's like, oh, this person has negative energy. This person's a piece of shit. It's also good because she's like, oh, this person has good energy. They have a good aura about them. Yeah. Yeah. From you, from what you've told me, from what I've heard, I feel you're in that same camp.
2: I yes, so I'm really sensitive to those things, and also I sponge off of people a lot.
0: All right, so I'm asking you to leave because it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck!
3: <laughs> I didn't expect that one.
2: Damn. Thank you for having me. Good night. <laughs> Again. Again.
1: Enjoy uh leaving this house okay. crossing you cross to my mom's restroom
2: nah fuck that Everyone's I'd rather asleep. see i don't know always dark i, I, Both I cannot hallies. be by myself in the studio because like my anxiety goes up from like how creepy because i've seen like a shadow walking here before like multiple times or like i'll see like a shadow like in the like my vision and I look and I like still see it for a second.
0: Don't tell me that. I was here, I was here yesterday to like one thirty.
2: But keep in mind, like I'm so, so I don't know, like if if this is a gift or what. But like my dad's side of the family, like we're that family, we're the creepy family, and there there's just so many. Like my first experience I ever remember was my dead grandfather came to me in a dream. And I've never they ne- I was f- like three four years old. Never met him. He died many years before I was even conceived. Never seen pictures of him. They never spoke to me about him. I didn't know who this man was. And like, the way I dreamt him, my dad said, "Oh, this is you know we buried him in that suit. Like that's the suit that's laying with him right now in the coffin." Fucking. A. I even described the shoes and his um the glasses the frames that they buried him with so like when i was little i just i dreamt about this man in this house and i told my mom mommy i dreamt about a man and of course you know my mother being concerned like why is my three-year-old girl
0: dreaming about a grown-ass man Dreaming
2: about a grown-ass man so she gets really like she starts freaking out and she's like me tell me like what what happened you know maybe because i don't know maybe she thought Something happened to me and I'm dreaming about yeah. it, right? So I tell her about this big house with, with the wall and the sidewalk is like beaten up. And that I walked to into that house and I don't know who's, whose house it is, but I've been there before and there's these these men like standing on the side. And I can still like, had I stuck to drawing, I could probably draw it out for you because I can see it clear as day and I'm walking through. And I swear, like, I I would describe this to my mom. Like, I was inside you, mom. Like, you were pregnant with me. Like, that's how I know the house. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, no. What the, like, so.
0: She points a gun at you. What are you?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Spawn of Satan. She, like, slaps me with holy water. No, so I'm describing this house. And her face starts, like, like, she can tell she's, like, getting weird. And I, like, stop. And I look at her. She's, like. No, I'm thinking of, like, I have stuff to do, but no, I'm listening to you. And I was like, okay. So then I keep talking about this man and what he looked like. And she, like, she, her face completely changed. And she was like, you need to tell your dad this when he gets home. So I'm like, fuck. in trouble. Yeah. Fuck. Here I thought, fuck, like, my, you know, my wife daily mcdonald's is about to get fucking snatched up daily
0: mcdonald's i you bougie ass
2: i had mcdonald's every day to the point like after preschool every day it was so bad that if my mom showed up because she was like no we're cutting you off once a week only not every day i would literally go up to my teachers and be like call my father i only wait for him to come pick me up because he would always cave and get me my happy meal fuck I was that kid. But anyway, so my dad gets home and I'm like freaking. Out. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm in trouble." Or well, I was a kid so I was thinking, you know, "Oh my god, my dad's going to yell at me like I did something bad." But what did I do? Like I have no idea. Like what was so bad about this? So he sits down. He's like, mija like tell me like what did you see? Like you my your mom told me you had a dream about a man." And I was like, "Yeah, daddy." I, I, I saw this house and I described the house and he just starts like holding his face and he's like oh yeah like what else did you see in the house who was there your mom said you saw people and I was like yeah everyone was outside drinking beer and there was this man in the middle everyone was laughing and talking to and he looked like this and my dad started crying she's like,
0: he, she's like fuck she, she she's having a dream about everyone roasting me <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, like my dad started crying. He's like, and he looked at my mom. And he's like, that's the suit we buried my dad in. That house that she's describing is a family house in Mexicali that exists, that still stands to this day. That's like my family lives there. Yeah. How the fuck does she know about this house? It was, that was my first ever experience of something creepy, I guess, that happened when I was three, four years old.
0: There, there are stories of they're they're categorized as reincarnation stories and there's this one story that's there's two stories one of them is about this i think yeah it's a little boy no it's a little girl it's a little girl she's young and she starts telling her parents telling these, you know she's telling oh um she has an imaginary friend she calls up this person she's like oh you know like just to put fake names she's like oh my daughter she plays with a girl like named jackie She gets a little older. She starts playing house. She has a wife or whatever. But then she starts like talking, talking. And then when she gets older, she's like, no, no, no. They're real. They're like, what do you mean they're real? She's like, yeah, I had a daughter. That's her name, Jackie. And I was married to this lady. And I'm from this city. La, 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 la. And they're like, "What what the fuck is this city? And they look it up. And it's a village in India. And she starts describing the lady. She starts describing her daughter. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? She's giving like detailed stories. She had a life. She says she used to be a man when she was when she in her previous life or whatever. La la la. Like what the fuck? So then for whatever reason, I don't know, they end up going to India just to investigate this shit. So they end up going and they're walking and, they're, and the girl. I think at this point she's like eight or nine, and they go to the village and she's like, "Oh look, there they are. That's my wife, and that's my daughter." What? She points and they're like, and she like that's this this is the little girl's name and she says it that's my wife's name like what the fuck did they meet her and then they so they used to introduce each other and the little girl is telling them stories about their husband who had died eight years whatever however old the little girl was that's how long the husband died <gasps> damn oh, no. and there's other and there's another story about this little boy who who's really into World War II planes
2: <gasps> oh I've read about him
0: he's really into World War II planes he, he had a specific, he had a favorite plane and it was a specific plane. He would get the same model, always playing with it. And his dad finally like, why do you like this model? And the little kid was like, oh, because I died in this.
3: Dang. Did like, we mean, like, hear he said, that? Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, so
0: that's so like, oh, like in a dream? He's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was in a dream. And, and I had a different name. And he said the name or whatever. I died in this. And I landed in this. He, he ended up describing the scene. He ended up dying in a bog. And the dad looked everything up online, and sure enough, there was this guy named whatever the kid said. He was driving this plane, exactly, and he died in a bog, and they found the plane and everything. So that's another reincarnated story about this little kid. And they up. even
2: talked to someone who was there that was still alive. Yeah, I
0: think they re. I think like the news story picked it up, and they were interviewing somebody in a platoon, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I remember this." Like, yeah, very, yeah. But that's just that's stupid. Those reincarnation stories are ridiculous. I still don't believe any of that shit, but they're <laughs> fucking interesting.
2: I don't know if I like. I like a part of me wants to believe. Like I want to believe, but then I. Like, I like I don't believe it, but then I hear these fucking stories, and I'm like, well, how the fuck would they know? Because these kids are at an age where the, yeah, they wouldn't sick. know about, like, they, they, no yeah. one talks about these things around them, so how would they know?
3: And you just hear fact after fact yeah. after fact, and you just have no choice but to believe them.
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is a creepy-ass episode. We're all, we all have our hair. We're all, we're all fucking covered in goosebumps. Thank you, Sonia, for sharing us your horrible stories about my house.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: And again, happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you guys have a safe Halloween. And if anybody offers you drugs.
2: Take them. Say thank you. They're expensive. Say thank you. (laughs) Take them. Just kidding.
0: But if you guys, if no one has anything else to have, if no one has anything else to add, wait I got one more what I have a marker in my hand if it's something stupid <laughs>
3: I'm throwing it at you.
2: <laughs> do you want me to wh- tell, them, wh- tell why them the. why
3: are skeletons the best oh, comedians no. why cause they have a funny boat oh my god Show the
5: guys. marker <laughs> <Son of laughs> throw it
1: bitch
0: thank you guys for joining us we are the weird history it retails podcast <laughs>